There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne, and I'm sitting across from a father-son duo. Father-son duo, we're gonna get in to learning everything about them, but you guys know what this means. It's a reoccurring segment where I ask each of them, the father and the son, three main questions, and now we're gonna see how well they know each other. How well does Carson know his dad, Tony, and how well does Tony know his son, Carson? All right, you guys ready to play? Now we're ready to play. Let's do All it. All right. Okay, Carson, I'm gonna ask you, what is your dad's favorite book? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, 100%, Damn. baby. Yeah. Just so you guys know, we are keeping score. He's okay. one for one right now. There's three total questions. Should you get anything less than two of the questions correct, you will have to dissolve the company, sell all the assets, and split ways, okay? <laughs> Tony's looking at no me No like, pressure. What are you talking about my company for? I ain't selling nothing. All right. All right. Okay, Carson, what is your dad's favorite music or band or artist it's the beatles you sure you want to hang your hat on the beatles i think so okay it's not it's thomas hyman who is a dear friend of your dad's yes. tony who is thomas hyman we all probably don't know who he is well thomas hyman is a multi-talented musician plays over nine instruments wrote over 400 songs and lives in uh lived in san francisco um passed away a few years ago and uh we became very good friends through the cigar industry he started smoking my cigars and then contacted me found out that i played piano and was playing guitar and had me build i told him i was building a house so he said, well, I'll come down and help you uh, set up your music studio because I was building a music studio inside my house. No way. Yeah, and uh, he said, uh, he said, when you get your house built, he said, build a professional music studio inside your house. And he says, I'll come down and live with you for three or four months and I'll really teach you how to play. Those three years, when three years went by, he caught pancreatic cancer and he passed away before he could actually come down and help me. But oh. on, his, the la on the last day that he died, he, we FaceTimed each other, and I sang one of his songs to him just before he passed away. Holy so cow. he was a very close friend of mine. And, uh, Thank you for sharing that, Tony. Yeah. yeah. I should have went with that one for sure. Yeah. Did you know about him? Of yeah, course. I knew Thomas for yeah. sure. Yeah, I wasn't going with the, you know. Okay, so does yeah. does Thomas really have any? Uh, so so Thomas's Thomas's CDs are in my car, and I 
I play them all the time. Right. Yeah. I used to listen to to the Beatles and yeah. The, so the, he's serious Sirius yeah. XM, but my heart belongs to Thomas. Yeah. 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 I. So he's a singer. He was a songwriter. So he. I know he has hits for like other people. I don't know like off the top of my head. So it's, he's more of a songwriter. Yeah. And then the people who take credit are yeah. the artists that he wrote it for. Right. Yeah. That's he was why a catalog writer. It was a little sure. bit of a trick answer. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah, give you the benefit of the doubt. <clears throat> yeah. Tony, we're going to give him credit for the Beatles. Okay. But I love the fact that we know now how Thomas really played a role in your life. Yeah. And it was super impactful. Yeah. A big you impact. Totally. Yeah. 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 He's really talented. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. And a, and a gracious person to, yeah. to like offer to come and help you because oh, you're yeah. so passionate about music. Yes, absolutely. And impart his wisdom. Like what a cool friend. Yeah. What yeah, a he cool was friend. a great friend. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, right. even, I even kept all his voicemails. <laughs> I have all his voicemails. I have my grandma's voicemails and yeah. a few other voicemails that uh -huh. uh, yeah. Yeah. every once in a while... You, you listen to him. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Carson, what would your dad say his greatest accomplishment is in life? This is the epitaph. This is what's going on the headstone. Yeah. Tony is known for this. Tony said that this, out of everything else in his life, was his greatest accomplishment. I'm stumped from the last answer. So I'm either going to say building the business. You, wait, 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 wait. So, okay. You can say, you can say right now okay. that you're going to say two. says, so, okay. Choice number one is building the business. Or choice number two is raising me and Amber and the sisters. Okay. So, so now that we have two choices out there, are you, are you going through your brain and thinking which one? Because you can only pick one and you have to say, this is the one that my dad said. So which one is it, Carson? Probably number one. Number one, yeah. which was? The which business. It was building the business. Yeah, yeah. It was building the whole cigar business. Yeah. The whole thing Multiple that we businesses. all of our energy into and we distribute all over the world so people can enjoy a good time. Yeah. You were wrong. Okay. It was the second one. Okay. But it's, it shows that you're humble, right? Yeah. Because you, you look at your father as somebody who's, who's hardworking, yeah. who built something. Absolutely. You probably don't look at your father and go, you did a real good job raising me. Yeah. Because, you know, we know our flaws better than anyone else. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll give you the benefit of the yeah. doubt on that one as well. But that's two. Okay. You got two wrong. Okay. So we'll see if your dad keeps you around. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You can still come to Sunday dinner, but it'll be awkward yeah. for a while. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Tony, right. go ahead. you're in the hot seat now, my friend. All right. Here we go. What is Carson's favorite book? Well, that's a problem because Carson reads a book almost every day. Right. And I know. I talked to you about it over the phone. <laughs> I know. So now you have to go and go, 
okay, like let's go back to the epitaph. Let's go back to Desert Island. You only get to bring one book. Which like book is Carson gonna take with him? He's gotta, he's gotta take a book and this book has to entertain him for the rest of his life. It's only one. Come on, Tony. I don't know. I know you can do it. No. Kinda, I'll give you some hints. It has to do with your heritage. It has to do with how this influenced your son on how much he reads. I just see so many books that he that he reads. I don't know. I don't give him I don't a one-word hint. One-word hint. Uh, you have a favorite out of all the books you read? Yeah, it was the original back in like high school that kind of got me going. Or uh, there is a uh, Carson. I Leonardo said one DiCaprio. word. I said, okay, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's your hint. All right, so just take a minute. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. What does he have to do with books? I don't know, the Titanic? <laughs> it's close, but it's The Great Gatsby. Oh, The Great Gatsby, okay. It's a tough one. He uh -huh. reads so much. The Great Gatsby, I so, remember that. Yeah, around the same time period. Yeah. Yeah. So. And all my hints, Carson, I apologize if they weren't even accurate. No, that was a good one. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tony. What is Carson's favorite music, band, artist? What's his favorite? What's, what is he going to listen to all the time now? Oh, boy. I mean, we both play music together. Yeah. There's a lot of influences. Yeah, I know. There's we a lot both, of people you guys like so probably listen bands. to. I don't know, maybe the Beatles. Close. Just Paul McCartney. No. No. What you want one more? I'll give you one same more. Era. Yeah, same era. I'll give you one more. Same. For the era. redemption. This yeah. is the alley oop, Tony. The alley oop. Here we go. There was four people in one of his bands: Crosby, Stills, Nash. Um, and what is it, Tony? Young? Neil Young. Huh? Neil Young. Oh? Neil Young. Neil, Neil Young. Young. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Neil Young. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. It's Neil Beatles Young. Beatles were number two. And that's, if I would have known this was how it was going to go, I probably would have led with the easy answer for him. <laughs> okay, yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. even know he liked Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I didn't make yeah. it easy yeah. on you. So no. don't, I didn't <laughs> explain any of the rules to them, by the way. I just asked them the questions and that was it. Oh, yeah. So you're doing good. Okay. And and it's just all for we're, fun. We're in the ballpark. We're in the yeah, parking lot. It's not yeah. like he's like, I have no yeah. idea, you know, some techno band out of, you know, <laughs> France. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh -huh. Okay, we're good. We're good. Uh Tony, what is Carson's greatest accomplishment in life? I think his articulate vocabulary and his reading skills and public speaking, his education, I believe. Okay, we're on a good vein here. Cause yeah. it's learning how to play an instrument. Uh, learning yeah. how to play those instruments yeah. that influence you guys so much. Uh -huh. it, takes a, it takes a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of yeah. discipline. How People many instruments yeah. do you play? 
Well, I only play guitar and piano right now. I'm learning, but I'm going to try to learn drums soon. Like that's in, that's in its, you know, incipient nascent stages right now. So yeah, that's Love the it. next frontier. Love it. Yeah. We're going to keep going. Always pushing yourself. Oh, yeah. Always trying to get the next best thing because guess what? That's what we do when we're excited about something. For and sure. we're passionate about it. It's fun being an amateur because that's where all the passion is. Yeah. A guy who reads about a book a day has yeah. to be a quick learner. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good, it's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. To be learning new instruments. Not quite a book a day, but yeah. So what is I, it? I enjoy reading. How, how many I, I do you I think it read? connects you to a lot of, a lot of different insights that, you know, from the past and future looking forward that you want to be able to. So I'd say I try to do one every 10 days, a couple a month. And I feel like that's a healthy. He, order, more, he orders a book a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more so like built into my lifestyle now. So sure. Yeah. So I have a friend who on TikTok she reviews books in the sense of like, hey, I'm reading this book mm -hmm. and does like a quick, you know, 30 second plug. She actually gets paid like 250 bucks. Wow. To do that. She's got like 30,000 plus people following her. I suggest possibly to help fund all the books, you start a TikTok because you'd be a real good person to reference what book to read to somebody like me. Cause I'm okay. going to go on TikTok and I follow you and I'm going to go, Oh man, I should read that. Do it's, you like social media? Well, I run our social media for the company. I'm not on TikTok, but I have seen like all the use cases and that's like a good one, you know, yeah. for to pick up just like little quick reads or for, you know, uh, insights into, you know, what people are, right. the pulse of, of what people are reading. You could give it your top, you know, one, two, three. This is why you should read the book. Yeah. Boom, go. Yeah. And I'll if you're reading it. them every 10 days, you'd be super valuable to a publisher. Yeah. And then they'd send you books for free. And then on top of that, they'd pay you to read it. I'm in the wrong business. No, it's a side <laughs> yeah. hustle. Side Everyone's hustle. gotta have okay. a side hustle. All right. I'm just giving you some ideas. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I collect a 25% royalty okay. on all my ideas, okay? You okay. cool? Works for me. Awesome. Yeah. Verbal agreement. You heard it, Tony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's recorded. Yeah, it's recorded. Yeah, signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, we learned a little bit about the father-son relationship that exists right here in front of our eyes. But there's stuff that we don't see. So as people that work together in business and are also related, intimately related, father-son relationships, sometimes some boundaries need to be placed. Like, hey, we're not at work, so let's cut out the work talk. Do, do these rules and guidelines exist in your relationship? Or is it pretty fluid? You can ebb and flow and it doesn't, it doesn't offend anyone. We do have a hard time with that. Yeah. We, it's, yeah, but, it's. But we do have a lot of things in common. So sometimes the business does get in the way, but we kind of break it up with our music skills, talking about our music and, and, and we really do have a good family. We have, right. We have, yeah. you know, 
That my, was your greatest accomplishment yeah, is raising my, my a, wife a good and he's family. He's got two sisters and we all get along now, great. Are the sisters involved in the business too? No. Mm -mm. How about no. how about your wife, Tony? No, no. Okay, so it's just you Extended two. Extended family, uncle, um, my, uncles involved. Yeah, my brothers and, and they're involved yeah. in and the And then business. everyone with the company, um, you know, at the warehouse, in the front office, everyone's been there for 15 plus years. Yeah. So it's like a small family. We don't have- Sure. Yeah, we don't have turnover. But for you guys, you guys are kind of on a desert island together because you have to live this dual life. Yeah. You got to yeah. work together and you got to be related. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not, there's no like, uh, doesn't get too too hairy at all right. it's uh it's sometimes manageable. you do yeah we, sometimes we, you we, do have you know we have different periods different where opinions. where it's too work heavy in that balance and yeah and you adjust yeah and you adjust you just and then adjust. sometimes you got to take a step back and be like hey we're you know we're getting on each other too much about work right yeah a so good apology like, goes a long way yeah yeah for sure, absolutely. Yeah. A little self-reflection. Yeah, absolutely. And that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around trade show time. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hear you. It, it's it's not easy to come to a trade show. No. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, your line, just for everyone out there, let's just say a cigar company on average has 20 different you know, skews. You guys are running how many different skews you got in the portfolio? Because you're dist distributing yeah. products. We we literally have thousands because I, thousands. I'm, our main business is manufacturing cigars for private labeling for other big companies. Right. So, and so then you're we, running and then distribution. We have our, in our own core line in our catalog, with our brand names, we might have 400. 400 but, SKUs. Yeah, but then we make cigars for so Including many different Including sizes people. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, if you look in our catalog, we got 400 yeah. SKUs. I know. Wow. But, but yeah. that's ours. And that's then you got the everyone that, else's. Yeah. Because a shop will call you up and say, hey, I need somebody's cigar. And you go, okay, I got yeah. it. And you ship it out. Yeah, we private label for a lot of internet companies. We private label for okay. a, a lot of big companies. Right. That have and a lot of SKUs. What's private label? Well, private label is a company comes to us because we actually have the factories. We have uh, three factories in the Dominican Republic that we're partners with and one in Nicaragua and we can turn out a lot of cigars. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of lack of rollers. So. What, well, wait a minute, back to the question. Yeah. Okay. What does it mean to private label? Okay. It means to make another manufacturer's cigars that don't have, they don't have the man, manpower to make enough of their own. They give us the blend, they give us the packaging. We make the cigars, I import it for them, bring it into my warehouse and then organize it and ship it to them. Got it. Do they send you the tobacco as well that they want to use? No, they give us the blend or they approve a blend. 
they give so us. So you're the, sourcing they, the raw tobacco as well. Yeah. Because you're growing it, you're you're curing it, you're sourcing it, you're sorting it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Got it. And, and that, we do this for lots of companies. That's our main business. Got it. That's the brick. That's what's paying the mortgage. That's, this is how we keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. We are the makers of cigars for other right. people's brands. Right. Got it. And you do that with three factories, two in the DR and one in Nicaragua. No, three, three in the DR. Three in the DR. And one in Nicaragua. One in Nicaragua. So I stand corrected, four factories. Right. That's a lot of overhead to manage. Oh yeah. How many employees is that just on a rough number? Well, now, now after the COVID has been over, we lost a lot of rollers, but we, we've had up to 500 or 600 employees wow yeah rollers all combined yeah carson what are you thinking yeah just interconnected all at like one time you know um and there's definitely rollers, different parts and, and, and different people who yeah, you get are people involved with the company like maurice and sergio and omar and then they're all you know who are those guys those are our partners yeah partners who who uh run the factory and and you know farms and fields and all that all stuff. All right, so, they're, the, they're the boots yeah, on the ground for sure. They're making it happen. They're Absolutely. making sure the factory's going. Yeah, that we got product coming in and we got Farm. product going out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, farming. They're yeah. also farming, planting tobacco. There's right. a lot of lot of employees. Yeah, and all How? of those guys are vertically integrated, so they're all working, you know, within their own their own chain and their own company as well. So yeah, just really what do you good mean partners. By that? Their own company. Like aren't they working for you? Yeah. We're all working together. They yeah, you we know, work together. It's a partnership. So, yeah, it's a partnership. Um so yeah. they have their own farm they run the farms and the factory and oversee everything and then we go down there and work with them as well and, and vice versa. They come to the States and work with yeah. us. So it's so. not like Tony, you're from the top it's it's your company your business and then it trickles down it's more yeah. like yeah hey, it's a partnership let's all get together yeah. Yeah. and share resources so we can achieve this greater goal of producing cigars and we've, Absolutely. And we've been the same people have been together for cl close to 30 years yeah wow and we've never even had an argument yeah not even one how do you do that tony how do we you have do a lot that? of respect for each other yeah a lot of respect. Yeah, yeah, a lot of respect for one another, and we we're all making money together, and yeah. and we throw a lot of ideas off each other, and we're constantly talking, communicating. A lot of trust. Every day, you have to do this every day. A, a lot, lot of trust, trust and honestly, lot, keeping and, and everybody's a lot of it is trust and honesty. Yeah, trust and keeping everyone's best interest in front of you, like our best interest and their best interest, we're all together. Like we want to see them do well and they want to see us do well. So I think working earnestly together is the main ingredient, you know? Well said because yeah. it can get a little selfish sometimes yeah. if you think, hey man, there I'm are doing all this work and you're benefiting. Mm -hmm. But really what you're saying is, I'm looking at the big picture here. When I'm working hard and it benefits you, I also get that in return because we all have each other's best interests yeah. in hand, in mind. Mm -hmm. We go into everything we do with that yeah. in our in the back of our brain. 
Yeah, yeah. I would say that's a. That's, that's awesome. The, that's the essence for sure. That, and I think there's that's, no other way to do it without yeah. any arguments. Otherwise, if you get greed, yeah. if you get selfish, or if you just get downright evil, yeah. it won't work. Mm -hmm. No. Somebody's out. Yeah. yeah. And the volume that we do is an outstanding amount for a small company like us. Right. I mean, when before the before the pandemic, we we were bringing in a million and a half cigars a month. And, and that's a small company. And and those <laughs> hang on, and, hang on, Tony. Yeah. That's not a small company. Well a million cigars a, a, million a million and a half cigars a month. Well, we would we is, bring in forty foot containers, which which holds approximately six hundred thousand cigars. And in our heyday Wait a minute, six hundred thousand boxes? No, cigars. 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 Okay, so okay. let's just do the quick dirty math. Yeah. We're like right at 18 million a year in cigar making, yeah. right? Well, we would bring in, in our heyday, we would bring in two containers a month, uh, two to three. Now, now it's different. The, we, we have, after the pandemic, we lost a lot of rollers. Lo I get that. Yeah. But let's just stick on the number. Okay. 18 million a year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 18 million cigars made a year yes. of all different is not price a points. small business. No. Why, Tony, does it feel like a small business to you? Well, I'll let you answer yeah. once he's done. For sure. Well, when you're making cigars for other people, That's right. they're their cigars, they're not ours. We're just right. doing it for them. Okay. When we're making very little markup. Right. Okay. So, and it comes in. We're talking about small margins because you're looking margin. for high volume. Yeah. Got yeah. It. High volume, small margin. And our containers are already pre-sold. So when they come in, they go out. And Right. Our, so it's not like brands, one cigar. It's, it's not Sereno Cigars, which no. is your brand, no. is doing 18 million. Yeah. Sereno Cigars is, is selling how many cigars a year? The Sereno brand itself is still, you know, pretty yeah, small. That's new. only been around for five yeah. years. Yeah, give me it the was, number that you sell every I year. I would say. But then we have our rough a, number. Then, then we have well then we have our APS cigars, which are I mostly bundled yeah. cigars. But let's let's keep it easy for the consumer. Couple, a few hundred thousand. Yeah. A yeah. few hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. Like less than five hundred thousand. That's probably right around where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tony, I'm tracking with you. It's a small business because right. your brand of cigars right. is only doing about 500,000 right. mm -hmm. out in the marketplace. Right. Now, our now, bundle cigars is different. Right. I get that. But that's the bundle cigars still get white labeled. They still get private labeled, right? No, they, those they still are our get brands. Yeah. Those, yeah. those are our brands that we do private label for other people. But yeah, like we a shopstick. It might yeah. be a shopstick. Yeah. They they come unbanded. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. bundles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And we have yeah. some some branded. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. again, it, it's not a Sereno brand though. You guys pour money, marketing, advertising into the Sereno brand. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna do that with the bundle sticks. No. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Did you want to add anything to that or did it clarify it up? It clarified. And that was that was the, you know, the track I was about to run down. Right. Is that 
having so many other like side projects with just brick and mortars, mom and pops that are like five stores, you know, yeah, that's where it's all compounding together. It's a lot of work. Yeah for a little return on investment. Exactly. But it's helping everybody yeah. sell more cigars yeah. and smoke more cigars. So yeah. at yeah. the end of the day, everyone yeah. at Serena or at APS Distribution, is that the is that the big group? Yeah. yeah. APS Distribution is happy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That's what keeps everyone happy. Yeah. Moving along. Yep. We're smoking cigars, we're making cigars, we're making the world a better place. Yeah. Right. Love it. With you. Where are the moments that in the beginning or in the day to day, you just think this is going to fail and I'm going to have to just chalk it up. It's over. It could be a project. It could be the whole business. It could be saying the whole business, APS distribution, I'm out. I'm good. Buy me out. Have you ever gotten there? Have you ever thought that? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Have you ever had a circumstance that made you think that that was an option on the table? Like a forced option. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to close shop. No. No. No, we have too much business. Yeah, too much business. The initial stages, though, when I was really young... Yeah, yeah, Tony, go back were, with me. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you were Let's in go a, back. We were in a... Yeah, before we got all the big customers. A yeah. Chrysler Plymouth minivan with yeah. tarped up windows and he yeah. was selling cigars out of it. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's like yeah, this is the very initial. Ago, yeah, when I was yeah. Yeah, young. Let's go yeah, back, the, Tony. Yeah, yeah the, the, the first three back. years, the first three years of the cigar business. Remember, I, I got into this business as a hobby. Okay. Yeah, as a hobby. So Just the, a hobby. What year was this? Uh, 1995, 96. The boom, the cigar boom. Well, no, the boom was... The boom ended. The boom was just ending. Okay. I got in a few years too late. All right. Just a few, the the boom was like 92, 93, 94. Sure. So it's I I caught part of the boom. Right. I caught part of it. You kind of ride in the wave. Yeah. You didn't ride it the whole way, but you caught a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. So why so difficult? It's a great wave. Jump on. Yeah. Let's ride it. Yeah. But but here we are driving around in a Chrysler minivan that has tarp over the windows. Yeah. Because the window broke? Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, yeah, there was, you know, it was tough sledding. I yeah. remember that. Tough uh, sledding? Yeah. Like, it, it was tough to launch. And there was definitely, when we were really small. Um, yeah. Well, we started off with a retail store first. Yeah. All right, so you're retailers. Yeah, we started yeah. off. You meet the customer, you're handing them cigars, you sell yeah. them cigars. We're we're good to go. Yeah. And then you decide to go back behind uh, the door and start yeah. cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, and make yeah. our own brands, and then uh, get some salesmen out in the road. So when you when you did the hey, I'm running retail. Now let's go back and start making cigars. What was it that made you think? Oh man, I shouldn't be back here making cigars. I gotta get out. Gotta get out of the kitchen. No, I know. I never thought that. There was never a situation that came up where you thought that. No. Okay, then what was the struggle? No. Where Where was the struggle? I mean, I would say in the initial, in the beginning, when. Well, well you have to know a little bit about my background. Okay. Okay, so I'm 70 years old. Yeah. I've been in this business for 
close to 30 years. Yeah. Okay. But when I when I grew up when I grew up as a child, I was I were I worked from as long as I, as as soon as I was able to work, you were working. Walk, I was working for my dad. And, um, my education. I never went to college. I never even went to high school. I went to trade school because I learned to build. I was a contractor, electrician, a plumber, fixed cars. I could do anything. And my family had a, a frozen food factory. So when I wasn't in school or if I wasn't contracting, I was working for them. Um, I like it. You had an entrepreneurial family. Yeah. And so the big picture. My father only went to the sixth grade. The big picture is, hey, yeah. this is our family. This is how we, this is how we eat. We yeah. eat. This is how we afford to live. Yeah. So all hands on deck. Yeah. If you don't have a shovel in your hand or a hammer in the other, get on over here because we got some stuff for you to do. Right. Yeah. All and, right. And, You're painting a good picture. Yeah. And my dad was a jack of all trades too. He started off, he came came from Italy when he was uh, six years old, started shining shoes. Then he became a cobbler. Then he had a dry cleaning shop. Then he opened up restaurants, then, yep. then catering companies. Then he ended up building a really big name uh, Italian frozen food factory called Serino's Frozen Foods, which our whole family worked there. My brothers, my sisters, everything, my all my friends, every everybody. I love and it. did that till probably about yeah. twenty years old. And then got in a very bad motorcycle accident where I got run over by a car. Ah. And I was in traction for almost about a year. And What's was, traction? Well, I was the steel pins in my legs and got it. in the hospital. Oh, gotcha. You, yeah, you're kind of prehistoric surgery. An exoskeleton yeah. to help and you 19, mend yourself. In 1970, physical therapy, rehabilitation, rehabilitation before it was nice. Yeah, got yeah. it. Before there was like, you know, all the bells and whistles so, to help you, you get know, back. So, you know, Humpty Dumpty needed to be put back yeah. together again. Uh-huh. And I moved to Florida to recuperate. Got it. Okay. But I... Great place to smoke a cigar, especially yeah. if you're laid up. Well, no, still didn't smoke then. Never smoked a cigarette in my life and never really drank. And um, lived in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, kind of gray, gray, dirty. Back in back in the 60s, it was not like now. It was very dirty, very gray. It was, it, it's a blue collar town. Yeah, blue collar town. And um, but once I moved down to Florida, it was like uh, my eyes opened up. I saw color. Okay, <laughs> and I, I did come down here with a settlement because it wasn't my fault. I got run over by a drunk cop. Got it. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry to hear some, that. Had some money, and um, came down here. Moved down here all by myself. And I mean to Florida. Not yeah, to I know. Yeah. We got it. Okay, to Florida, and. Um, opened up the very first video franchise store in, in the United States. The, Was it Blockbuster? N- well, I'm going to, I'll lead on to that, okay? So that was before even Blockbuster existed, okay? Um, I had, there was a, a street in Fort Lauderdale, which was called Electronics Row. 
And every electronic store that you can think of was, was there. And this was when the t TVs, uh, little Sony Trinitron 13-inch TVs came out. And yeah. I, I invented this... Um, I invented this magnifying glass and a box to slip over a Trinitron, so a 13-inch Trinitron, and created the first projection television set. So, hey, give me one second here. You remember the episode of Friends where the guy that pounds... You, did you watch Friends? Okay, he pounds yeah. on the ceiling when the Friends are too loud all of you out there when he died mm -hmm. and he gave the the people upstairs that annoyed him his full apartment and in his in the apartment was a wheelable big magnifying glass yeah. that you would put in front of a tv yeah that's that's that I created, was you I created the first one <laughs> yeah did you even know that your your invention hit the silver screen that is Friends? No, no. I mean, that's that was, amazing. That was, <laughs> I, I didn't patent it, so other people came out with other. Oh, okay. Ones. So okay. it may not have been your yeah, model. It might not have been my model. Why didn't no. you patent it, Tony? Well, like I said, I never went to college. I, I, I didn't have. I, I went to trade school. Got it. So it okay. ended up not and, being and super not profitable. Big, I was not a big reader, but I just had a lot of. Uh, a lot of ambition. Yeah. A, a lot of ambition, a lot of drive. You're going like, to grind it out until yeah. you get there. I like to make money. Yeah. And um, so I turned, I turned that store. This was when the very first Sony Betamax came out. It wasn't even VHS then. Uh, they were, so, well, I might as well just tell you the whole story. Yeah. So Let's go. Yeah. I mean, li li living in Boston, okay, it was, I, I lived up with yeah, a tough crowd, okay? Yeah. Tough crowd. We would do anything to make a buck. We had to, we had to make money. Yeah. Okay, so when I moved to Florida, I saw a movie theater across the street. I went over to, to the projectionist and I said, do you want to make some money? And he, he says, uh, well, who are you? I said, I own a, an electronics shop across the street. And I said, I have this big video camera. I said, let me come in here at midnight and film all your first run movies before, before they even are released. Okay. The movie theaters got the movies two weeks before they released them. Right. So there was no copyright laws. Nobody even knew about video recorders then. Okay. Right. So I, I had right now I all of this Star stuff Wars, is protected. I had Greece. I had every movie two weeks before they came out at the theater. Okay, hang on. Let me set the stage. <laughs> right now, in today's world, all of that is protected by copyright. Yeah. So at it, this it time, then. Tony wasn't breaking the law. No. Because there wasn't even they didn't even think that this could be a thing. No. That they had to protect themselves against. No. They were worried about. Sony was worried about stealing. They was trying to. They were trying to stop the video recorder from recording TV shows. Gotcha. Okay? That's what they were trying to stop. That's what their focus was at. But then right. that became that anything that's in the air is free. Right. Okay. So if if you are broadcasting it, people have the right to record it on TV. Sure. I went the other direction. 
okay? I got yeah. a big video camera. And then I had a room with a hundred video recorders and just started making movies and selling them for $75 a piece. Now I'm 20 years old, I made the first million dollars in cash. And, and then from there on, I opened up five stores. Then I franchised it, sold a hundred stores. And, and you remember, no big education, okay? And at that time, when I was 15 years old, I started practicing the piano for five hours every day. So at my house, I had a grand piano. I thought it was Elvis Presley. Well, I was buying people you? cars, I'm buying people houses. Um, you know, I mean, I, I lived 25 with eight, years lived old, with you eight, start lived with eight girls at one time, had a swimming pool right inside my house, yep. built, I, I could build. I could, I was an electrician, a plumber, a carpenter. Yeah. I built all my houses, I built all my video stores. And that's when Wayne Heisinger heard about me. And okay. who's Wayne Heitzinger? Wayne Heitzinger owned Waste Management and owned Blockbuster Entertainment. Yeah. Owned uh, Miami Dolphins, the Florida Panthers, the Florida Marlins, and Auto Nation, and hundreds of other companies. Sure. Okay. He's a, he's a tycoon. He's got yeah. it all. Okay. And then we got other people involved in it. Sumner Redstone. Sumner Redstone owned Viacom, uh, Viacom, which, which Wayne ended up buying a lot of the movie studios. And Sumner Redstone owned almost, almost every radio station and every drive-in theater. I worked, Sumner Redstone was from Massachusetts. When I was 13 years old, my father's factory burned down and took about three months to 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 um, to get it back up and running. I went to work for Sumner Renzo when I was 13. Ended up when I ended up once Wayne hired me as a consultant. He hired me as a consultant. His partners were Sumner Redstone and Richard Branson. Richard Branson owned Virgin Records. Yeah. So Wayne opened a company called Blockbuster Music. So I was in China. He, he liked the way that my stores, I had searchlights, I had big parties, big festivals uh, to get people to come to my store. I had, I had actor lookalikes. Hang on one second, because it's iconic. When you talk about searchlights, it's the big giant light that shoots up into the yeah. sky. Yeah, and we on had a like decent cloudy night, it really, really amplifies itself. And it's the only way you try to get people's attention to say, where should I go right now? What is that light off into the distance? Yeah. This is Blockbuster's iconic symbol. Yeah. They got that from me. This they got that from me. cool stuff. He, 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 liked the, he liked the way that I promoted my store. Am I just, am I the only one geeking out here, Carson? Or are you there yep. right there with me? I'm right there with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And you've heard these stories before. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He, 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 I used to bring him up into Wayne's office. Yeah, you know, I don't remember. But no, yeah. Nobody talked to Wayne. I mean, Wayne was way up here, okay? He had all kinds of companies. Um... But you had a different relationship with him. Yeah, well, he, he put me, not, not just him, but his marketing department, they put me in charge of grand openings, okay? My, kind of, my job was, I opened up, I did the grand openings for 4,000 Blockbuster video stores. And my job was to try to get 5,000 people to a store for a grand opening. 
Remember, it's very easy because everybody watched movies. Right. All you really had to, he gave me like a forty, fifty thousand dollar budget. All you had to do was really, Just all you really had to do was, he, he put a blockbuster video every three miles. Almost right into the microphones. Every, every three miles, it was a blockbuster video. And so all you had to do was canvas that area with grand openings. And we had giveaways and we had giveaways. It was kind of like Pesta Power came from McDonald's. The right. vice president of McDonald's came to work for Wayne as a vice president of, of marketing for Blockbuster. What? And he, he was a really close friend of mine. And, um, and we, we kind of did the Pesta Power. Like McDonald's made the Happy Meal because the kids wanted the little toy in the box, okay? Right. So that's called Pesta Power. So we had to say, well, how do we get Pesta Power into Blockbuster? Wait so a minute. We, we, we gave free toys away to kids. Pistol Power or? Pester. Pester Power. Pester. When you, when you, when your children, mommy, I mean, I want the, I want the Happy Meal. I want to go get the little, the little clown that comes okay. inside the Happy okay, Meal. Okay, here it is. Here it is. I'm going to break it down. Pester the parent for the, the toy. parent for the so toy. So it's called Pester Power. Pester Power. I'm so glad I clarified because yeah. I was Pester hearing a power. lot of other P words yeah. that I didn't quite yeah. understand. Why do you think they have the Happy Meal? The kid wants the toy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's a, and they released a brand new toy. And we did the and same thing. At, we did it. the same thing at Blockbuster. Got it. Okay, we gave little toys to kids. You come on in during the grand opening. You got all kinds of toys. You got watches. You got balloons. You got giveaways. Right. And that's how we did our grand openings. And we did the searchlights and we had we had um, movie style lookalikes. Well, once in a while we have a real movie style there. Wow. But um, they were opening up like this almost <laughs> one a week. One a week. And they had their own realty company and they, and they bought their own stores. They're all freestanding stores. So that's some real wealth right there. Yeah, then. You're and owning my, real and, estate. And my son played ice hockey since he was three or four years old. And he practiced six hours a day. A lot. Six hours yeah. a day, every single day. I actually have 3,000 uh, videotapes of 3,000 of his games. <laughs> we, 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 tra we traveled. Literally. Not around the world, but locally yeah all, regional. all around the united states and right. canada yeah travel and, and okay. canada tony who's behind the camera oh i took all the all the videos yeah, yeah I, I took all the videos hang on i need you to pause for a second okay carson your dad's got three thousand i know tapes it was a lot let's like, let's just kind of just chalk this up with like never missed a practice or a game or a tournament. How does that make you feel as a son? To see a dad so dedicated to the things that you like to do that he wants to be there to experience it. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, and uh, it kind of makes me a little teary. -eyed. Yeah, I'm absolutely. And I think it's a lot of like where I get like, you know, my work ethic and dedication to things as well. Me you know, you definitely, yeah, you definitely Man. hang on, Tony. Okay. He did work hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. you showed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he worked hard, though. Oh, no. I, I get, mean, for sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, do you I'm miss really, hockey? Do you yeah. still play it? Every once in a while. There's other things in my life, you know. Yeah, life happens. music and, now. But I, I, I miss it, certainly, for sure. Yeah. I, and I try to get back to it when I can, but... I got the same thing. Yeah. I danced competitively. Yeah. From third grade till I graduated. Wow. And people ask me, do you still dance? Yeah. I hope Unless so. Unless it's at a wedding. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And, and you just kind of move on, but you never forget how fun and how impactful that whole team sport camaraderie was. Yeah. It really does shape who you are. And you learn so much mm -hmm. trying to work together as a team. Mm -hmm. always for the greater good let's go back full circle when you guys told me APS distribution does everything for the greater good yes I kind of see it I see oh, how yeah. it's been ingrained in your uh, whole hockey career now mm -hmm. with the whole thing with you being dedicated being at every single game every yeah. single practice I get it now I wouldn't have left Blockbuster but Wayne retired yeah. Okay. Okay. After AutoNation. Yeah. You know, he, he, so, he sold out to some, Sumner Redstone. He sold out Blockbuster to Sumner Redstone. Sure. Then he opened up AutoNation. I helped him with AutoNation. AutoNation kind of was like a bust in the beginning because they took uh, the CarMax approach, just selling sure. used cars. Sure. Can't make money selling used cars. All the money from, all the money that you make from cars comes from warranty work. And used cars is no warranty work. Not in today's world right now. Yeah. Not now. They're, they're not, making yeah. lots. Not, but back now. then, yeah. Yeah. that was the case. So once he retired and I left there, then I had nothing to do. And somebody just said, well, what are you going to do now? And I said, I don't know. And But I had money saved. I had money saved. A little bit. Yeah. So Just a little. So um, somebody just said, well, cigars is a big thing now. But it was, but it took took me about three years to learn the business. Yeah. And yeah, those not, three years, that was the boom. And sure. it, it took me three years to learn the business. Gotcha. And now, I would say in that three years, that's where I was talking about. Like, where we had all the, the struggle. Yeah. Well, we because had the struggle. Yeah. There wasn't much experience there. And it would just be from a passion to right. a business. Were you ever thinking like, dad, what's going on? Like, why? You don't have to do this. Me personally, I was pretty young and he was taking me to the shops. I was working at the shop too. Okay. Um, yeah. At the retail store, you know, at a young age. So. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You always got to be doing something, huh, yeah. Tony? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're How old are you? 70. You're 70. Yeah. And you're still traveling. You're still yeah. selling cigars. Selling cigars. That's all I do now. And play music. And play music. Yeah. Do you ever want to just retire? Just do the music? Yes, I do. I do. Why don't you? I, I don't have enough money saved. <laughs> Carson's Close. eyebrows went up a couple yeah. of times. I mean... Do you know the dollar amount? Do you have an idea? I don't know. Okay. I'm in the I dark mean, on I that, lived so. kind yeah. of a lavish lifestyle. Like, remember I told you about no college, no, no real... No real financial back you know right. education so okay? do, you, do you think you spent, spent too my, much oh i spent i spent almost i spend it faster than the water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay we're let's going just, back let's, let's let's just put something in perspective okay i have five pianos in my house i have almost 50 guitars 
Okay. I get, I go overboard in everything I do. Right. Yeah. I've had every kind of car there is. I've had my own my own planes, my own cigarette boats, my own race boats, my own jets, my not jets, twin engine car, twin engine board, my own pilots. I mean, when I grew up, I bought every girl that I that I dated, I bought her a house. Every girl I dated, I bought her a car. Yeah. Every Christmas, I bought everybody in my family a car. I thought I was Elvis Presley. <laughs> I freaking love it. That's who I grew up with. I yeah. grew up listening to Elvis and Ricky Nelson. Okay. The Beatles was an afterfact. Okay. That I was like the I calm stage of your life. Okay. I used to serenade all these girls. I had eight girls living with me. I played the piano, sing songs to them. You know, and then I was just, I had a crazy life. I had a fun life. I yeah. had a blast. Okay, would I you- I had a blast. Would you change anything? No. <laughs> so you wouldn't even go back to yourself and say, hey, why don't you hang on to a few bucks? Well, yeah, that would have been nice, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm learning that now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to some money now. Yeah. I, okay. I, I would like to retire in a few years. Got it. I would like to retire in a few, not, not retire, retire, but be able to not have to work as hard. I go to work every day. Yeah. Every single day. Right. I just, I want to get it to the point where I don't want to get out of the business. Like once a week, maybe. Well, no, I, I, I just, I just don't, I don't want everything to have to rely on me. I take all the full pressure. My brother's helping me now. My son's helping me take some of the pressure off. We're coming up with different ideas too. Right. We're kind of coming up with some different ideas. Only because because now we can't do the volume of cigars because the role is just on there. After the COVID, the role is on there. Yeah. The wood, to buy the boxes for the wood. Not there. That's it, it, a shortage of wood. There's a shortage of labor to make the bands. A band that used to take five weeks takes four months. A box, a, a box that, that used to take three or four weeks now takes, you have to put your order in six months six months in, in advance it's hard so it's we gotta it's think of different a lot things harder. so we have so, to go somewhere else yeah, for boxes we, we're maybe gonna, it's we're not gonna come up with our own yeah. brands and and which we've started to do um you know we have the the butcher wrap paper yeah maybe it's biodegradable and, yeah. yeah exactly so, so we all yeah. always yeah. made brands for other people and then our own brands we always sold wholesale but now we have to make some new brands and sell them retail. Got it. That That's what I think, you know, we have to have a combination of all three. Right. Makings for other people, which is really low, 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 volume, low profit. Right. High, high, high quantity. It kind of pays the overhead. Okay? Right. That pays the overhead. We got the lights on. Yeah. That We're pay, doing pay, the work. pays the overhead. And now let's go and get deals. that retirement savings. Yeah. Hmm. Now let's now, go fund our four hundred one k. Now our wholesale is still is still profitable, but it's not that big money. Like, you know, something that I sell for a few dollars, I see it on the internet for five times as much as I sold it to that person. Right. I want some of that money. Got it. I want some of that. You got well, it. You know? Let's get into that. So so I'll now get, that's where so we're at with Serena. Different, different brands for that. Right. I'll create different brands for that. Right. You, that's the Sereno brand. Yeah. That's the Eleanor Rose, well, the Sereno. You know, we're going to have to come up with new brands because these were still selling to brick and mortar stores. I don't want to compete with my brick and mortar stores. Okay. So we'll come up with new brands. So you're not, you're for, not at that third stage yet. Not yet. 
But Got it. That's what I think my, well, I'll be able to retire on. Got it. We're waiting for the third stage. Yeah. yeah. Carson. We're working Are on. you helping in the third stage or where are you at? You back at stage two, where are we at? I'm focusing on, you know, designing brands and yeah, with Sereno stuff right now, we all kind of have our own roles within the company. What's your role? Um, I do a lot of the marketing, branding, working with all the salespeople, traveling around the country a Are lot. you professionally trained to do all that? Or did you just yeah. pick it up? I picked it up. You know, I, I've been How'd around. How'd you pick it up? Just being around here for a long time. You know, I grew up in this, in the industry. Right. And uh, went to school for marketing and branding. And I, my general, my general like interest always comes to like design and branding and those things. So I, I've really like leaned into teaching myself photography, um, coming up with different branding concepts. Love all it. that stuff. So like, that's more of the passion that comes through. Right. And, um, it's really trying to figure out how to get the product yeah. to connect with the customer. Exactly. It's, and it's, and it's not necessarily, uh, I don't like it when people say that it's, it's smoke and mirrors or it's, uh, it's just a story. Yeah. It's I try not to. just a story. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm trying to communicate to you mm -hmm. when I can't be present. Exactly. So I have to do it in the way my box looks. Yeah. I have to do it in the way my logo looks. And then I have to do it in the way the collateral speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Because I can do a cigar that has motorcycles and, you know, the whole riding life. But then I'm not speaking to the guy who's out on the golf course driving exactly. a Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, and the that's one thing. thing I try to get away from is smoke and mirrors. And I think a lot of people think they can just like throw, you yeah. know, a cigar in a box and it's just the same. I really do believe you should try to connect with people and try to, you know, forge some chemistry there. So, so that how are you doing that? How, yeah. you, how are you doing that so um, that you can do that with the brands that you're working on? I think you have to find the right cigar. Um, the right cigar, the right story behind it, imagery, um, and really try to connect, be transparent about the process, which we do with, you know, social media showing people why the brands we make them the way we do, the people behind the brand as well, and show them from, you know, the seed to the end, all the work that goes into it, just so that we can, you know, build some kind of essence to our brand that connects with people that doesn't with other brands. And that's not to dog anyone else's brands or anything. It's just like we try to really build a narrative and the right product. So yeah, but, you, you got to build the right narrative yeah. that makes the customer go, oh yeah. gosh, yeah, I got to yeah. try this. Yeah, for sure. And a, lot and of, it, a lot of cigars do taste the same. So it, then it then it boils down into your customer. Right. You treat people the way that you want to be treated. Yeah. I, I honestly believe I don't have one enemy. Right. Okay. And um, I treat people the way that I want them to treat me. And yeah. You know you, what, when Tony? You have, when you have a good, when you have a good reputation and people like you, they'll try your product. Yeah, even from the phone But we also do make sure the product's good, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Quality's got to be yeah. good. Yeah, the quality has to be good. But there's a, everybody's good. Everybody here. Got good, good quality. Good, good quality. Yeah. 
So what makes you different? You just have to be kind and I'm generous. Because you know what? It's the guy that makes, you know, you happy. Mm-hmm. You're just happy to be around him. Yeah. And yeah. I'm feeling the vibe. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's coming through across the camera mm-hmm. or through the sound on the speakers because this truly is. I think we all need each other. Yeah. 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 And I do think in, in every industry, people, like you said, when there's that client supplier, like you can nip at each other's heels. And one thing about the cigar industry, it's pretty collaborative. Like, um, I, I do feel like everyone's in it to try to help each other and, right. and ever other different periods, you know, the arc of other people's careers. I, there's always people lending a hand to somebody else. Right. Which, yeah. This is know, a very friendly business yeah. as far as I can see. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Everybody it's very, help, pitches in and helps out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not a cutthroat business. No. You it's need not help. A cutthroat yeah. business. We'll help you. Because yeah. guess what? All ships rise yeah. when we can allow everyone great opportunities to smoke great cigars at all different uh, price points, flavors, yeah. expressions of artistic ability. Mm-hmm. The world of cigars is only as as limited as the imagination will let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We only are going to put limits on it if we really just stop imagining what we can do. Yeah. If we stop trying to help each other, then the growth will stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really say it. You guys yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to paraphrase it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys, this whole conversation was unbelievable for me. Likewise. Tony, Likewise. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I get hooked into a story of somebody who's lived a unique life. And I wish I had the money and the knowledge to produce you as a podcast. If anyone's out there looking for the next podcast slash story to kind of tell, it'd be real cool to reach out to Tony and figure out if this is a viable option, mm-hmm. just gonna throw it out there. I think okay. it is. Okay. Yeah. It would be a story that I would grab onto and listen to until I just couldn't take anymore. Yeah. Are you with yeah. me? I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's what an I'm interesting story for sure. It's yeah. it's a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. And everyone likes to be entertained. Yeah. And you had an entertaining life. Oh, I definitely did. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely did. Thank you both. Carson, thanks for hosting us, having us on. Thank you so much for being on here. Absolutely. I know you didn't get to talk a ton. Oh, it's okay. But I hope you still felt that there was value in it. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for opening it up and telling us all about your lifestyle, the mistakes the trials and tribulations and the triumphs, the excitement and the opportunity to just live a lavish lifestyle like freaking Elvis Presley. Well, thank you for having me on your show. If there's anything you should take from this, it should be that the dedication that not only men, but Tony and Carson have with no matter how educated you are, the grind, the ability to get back up when you get knocked down, the ability to think twice and reshape it. Maybe I got to do this. Maybe I got to do that. I'm not going to give up. 
Because if I do, it's poor me and wah, wah, wah. Who cares? The only person that can make your life better is you. And I think that's the lesson I've learned here today. That's another yeah. episode of Box Press. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and like and subscribe. Have a blessed day.